0: You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, 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 well. We're getting juicy today. We're getting into some uncomfortable conversations, which I feel like is pretty much all I do anymore. So. I'm sorry. And you're welcome. I'm not sorry. Get fucking real. I'm super excited because this is something that I get asked about a lot is the reinvention process. And as we are changing, as we are growing, as we are evolving, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And change can be really scary. And so we don't. We just don't change because we're nervous about what's going to happen. We're nervous about what's going to bring up. We're nervous about making other people uncomfortable. And so I wanted to get into the weeds with this and not only talk about my process of reinventing myself and changing my life and kind of go back a few years into uh, Kelly (laughs) 1.0 before I became this person that y'all so willingly and lovingly listen to on a regular basis. Thank you very much. Um, so that I can really help you understand how to navigate this, give you tools and resources in order to do it. And then at the end, uh, something that I talked about in the last solo episode I did as a part of the Onyx, which is my monthly women's community. I will be going into the prompts that I provide inside of that container. So every episode that has me teaching in a solo format will also have an extended version for everyone inside the Onyx where I will go deeper into what this actually looks like. The conversation that you are having internally in order to do that personal excavation, but not feeling like you're alone. So. I feel like a lot of times, and part of the reason I created the Onyx was because I would do these shows and it would just open up a can of worms. And then oftentimes people would be like, I don't know what to do with the, like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know what to, what to do with this. Um, I need some guidance. And so the inside the Onyx within that program, part of what you're getting is that one-on-one coaching feel at the end of these episodes. So that you can sit with the journal that I created and really get into the prompts and ask yourself better questions while also feeling very guided and very held and very seen, not only by me, but the other women inside of this space. So if you are loving these conversations, loving when I am teaching in this way and you're getting a lot out of it and you feel like, okay, I'm ready for that next evolution of this process, I am willing to go there. That's the question. Are you willing? Because if you're not willing, then that doesn't work for you. But if you're willing and you're curious and you're ready to open that part of yourself up, then this is an amazing resource and place for you to do that. So you can go into the show notes um, and click on that link to join us inside the Onyx. I would absolutely love to have you. So. As we begin this conversation, I want to go back because.
1: My reinvention, my shedding was big and bold and loud. And
0: I did it in a very public way, coming from a public job in which I was a TV host and also a captain of a final four team at USC, someone who had been on the cover of Volleyball Magazine, who was a top five recruit. Was you know, a scholar athlete, my identity had been wrapped up in success and hitting certain numbers and goals and milestones. And people, I mean, I've said this on the show before, my family called me Perfect Kelly. I just didn't do things wrong. I was a rule follower. And I believed that this is who I was and this is how I was supposed to be. Which is fine. I'm so glad that that all happened because it set the stage for me to have this new blossoming, this version two of myself,
1: who I feel like I'm on version 12 at this point, but you know, before and after the awakening. So during my time as a TV host, I wasn't happy and I
0: was really sick. And I was putting my body through hell, having to work 11 hour shifts at Dodger Stadium or in the studio before and after Laker games. And I wasn't getting better. And it wasn't until I met with my functional medicine doctor, who you all know and love, Dr. Lekos, um, where he said, Tell me about your work. Tell me about the environment you're in every day. And I broke down. And I realized that the environment that I had created for myself in my work, where I spent most of my time and energy, was incredibly toxic and draining. There wasn't a fulfillment on a deep soul level, it was a very surface level, attention grabbing, outside validation seeking experience for me. And at that time in my life, at that age, That's what made sense. And I I know I needed to go through that in order to be the woman I am today. But I say all of that because having the outside perspective of of someone saying, what's really going on? Because this isn't really adding up. Maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you need to ask yourself, what's really going on in my life? What is draining and sucking my energy? What is giving me life? Where am I putting my time and effort and heart and soul? And am I reaping the rewards and the benefits that are actually in alignment for me? Or am I living in a state of shoulds and showing up for other people? Because I think that's what I need to be doing. So I just started that excavation process of asking myself better questions. Why am I doing this? Why is it that I am so tired when I leave? Why is it that I get so frustrated at work and feel like I have like anger and rage coming up more often? Why is it that I put up with not having my ideas listened to? Why is it that I allow myself to be put in a corner and only shown as the hot chick on TV? Why, why, why? And the more I started to look at that and get really clear I was like, I can't live like this anymore. I have outgrown this need for external validation of people telling me I'm hot or that I'm good at my job. Or endless compliments about things that really don't matter.
1: And I started to look at my value and worth as a human and as a soul, rather than
0: as Kelly Tennant, the Star volleyball player or Kelly Tennant, the TV host. I really only knew, knew myself as those two identities. And so without them, I had to get clear on who I was. And who I am and what I know about myself continues to change every day. That is my continuous reinvention and evolution. But I knew that at that time, what I was doing was not serving me and it was not fulfilling me in a way that I started to have awareness I needed. And so I started to pull back and eventually completely left that career. And of course, other factors playing in dealing with things like sexual assault and toxic work environments and things that definitely were not helpful or serving me and allowing me to grow in the way I wanted to. I realized that I could no longer put myself in a state of suffering because I was doing that to myself. No one else was making me suffer. I chose that. And that was part of the lesson. So I made a conscious decision that I don't have to suffer anymore. And I choose not to suffer anymore. I choose to not continue to live in this pattern and cycle of the same shit over and over again. Because I now know that my worth and value are so much bigger and bolder and louder and more expansive than the tiny box that I believed they were in before. I'm no longer just the hot chick and I'm no longer just the good volleyball player.
1: That is just like the tiny little things that happened in my life that I happened to do. But who I am
0: that. Core of who I am, my essence has nothing to do with those things. And so as I left that career, I started to really sit with what is it that would make me happy? And at the same time of leaving that career, shortly after leaving the relationship
1: that I was in, because that no longer served me in a way that felt good, it felt safe.
0: And it felt like a younger version of me being fulfilled, but it didn't feel like it embodied the woman I was becoming. And so I said goodbye to that person. So career behind, relationship behind,
1: what felt like a clean slate, who am I? Where am I going? And who do I get to become? This evolution can be so scary. I
0: touched on this briefly earlier, but I want to go deeper into it now. When you decide to become who you feel you are meant to be, it is probably many steps away from who you have been for so long, which is why it makes you uncomfortable and really challenges you and pushes you to your edge. But that's why it makes other people uncomfortable because they've known you a certain way. And we are humans with egos who like control and have expectations. And so when someone shows up differently than what we've been expecting, we are met with discomfort and resistance. It's like, well, that's not who you've been. What the fuck is this? Right. And so that's where we get nervous of, well, what will my parents think? And what will my friends think? And what will my colleagues think? And I went through that process and I get it. And here's what I can tell you. People are so into their own shit. They may think about what you're doing for seven seconds and then go back to just worrying about themselves. It's not even about you. Maybe you're triggering them because they don't want to grow. And so you're making them uncomfortable with your growth. Maybe they don't like who you're becoming because they have judgments around who that person is, but it's not about you. You are just mirroring and reflecting something back to them that they get to look at. Okay, so as you are making these new decisions for yourself and creating the space to make new choices and go in new directions, you get to ask yourself, what's more important to me? Making sure that these people are comfortable and accepting
1: of me and feel like they know me. And in that experience, you are
0: giving yourself up for them?
1: Or is it more important for you to
0: choose yourself, to be in, li- in alignment with yourself, to know that you are in integrity with the person you are becoming, while at the same time releasing the need and the belief that you have to make sure everyone else is okay? What's more important to you? For so much of your childhood and young adult life, Fitting in and making sure people feel good and people pleasing and all of that has likely been the priority because that's how we are taught to operate. But you're not a kid anymore. You're a grown ass adult and you get to make decisions for yourself. And if you make people uncomfortable and you lose them along the way, that's not really your choice. You didn't make them leave, you didn't make them choose that what you were doing made them uncomfortable, right? So why do you have to worry about the choice or the result of something you do? Because
1: here's the thing, sis. Let me give you an example. I grow. I choose to become. I choose to be
0: more of my authentic, genuine self. And that is going to affect everyone different. This person may be like, hell fucking yeah, let's go teach me everything. I want to come with you. And then this person might be like, that's really uncomfortable. I don't like who you're becoming that spiritual shit or that personal development crap or that Tony Robbins seminar. That's really stupid. So I'm sorry, but we can't be friends. I did the same thing with both of these people. They had the same version of me showing up and yet they chose two completely different responses. How is that my fucking fault or job? It's not. It's their choice. I don't make choices for them. I relinquish that control and that need. And so they get to show up and they get to respond the way they want to respond. That has nothing to do with me. Just like if I got a peanut butter sandwich and Connor said, I love peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, can I please have a bite? And then my friend Amy is sitting there and Amy's like, ugh, why would you get a peanut butter sandwich? I just I can't even stand the smell.
1: People with preferences and experiences and lenses that have nothing to do with me. So my challenge to you is that you get to relinquish your need to meddle in their response. They get to be and do whatever they want. We don't need to take it personally because, again, it is not about us. I have had so many scenarios where, when I first started dipping into this space, people were like, I really loved you with the Dodgers.
0: So, um, this just isn't what I came for. And I really don't like that you're talking about sex and doing ayahuasca. So, I gotta go. Like, okay, take care. No sweat off my back. And then a year or two later, dropping in my DMs asking me for advice or saying, I
1: wasn't ready to hear what you were saying then and I am now. Thank you for continuing to show up. I even find that in my relationship where I bring things up
0: or I grow or I'm experiencing something in a way that may make Connor uncomfortable. And so his response is less than ideal for me, but because he needs to come to things at his own time, rather than meeting me where I am at that moment, because I'm there, he comes around later and in his own way, talks about it or addresses it or questions it or shows up, but not because, I did and forced him to, but because I did and shifted my energy, which showed him the example of what's possible for him in his time, not mine. I am not here to dictate his timeline and his path. I am here to show up as the highest vibrating version of myself. And if that so impacts him in a positive way, in which he is able to open and do his own excavation further and deeper because of that, then beautiful. We are catalysts for each other's growth. You and me, him and I, you and your friend, you and your partner. We are all catalysts. We get to be catalysts. But it doesn't mean that because I'm changing and I'm growing, that you have to do the same thing in the same way at the same time. That is where we get to release expectations. And that is part of the reinvention. As we grow and as we become, Our surrender, our release of control, our allowance, our flow grows and expands and blossoms. And so our need to have everyone else's experience look like ours is also
1: released because we know that it is all in divine timing as it is meant to happen. What a gift. What a gift. You might lose people you love. You might lose people who matter so much to you. You might lose people that
0: have been so good to you and changed your life and have been solid foundations
1: for so long. And yes, sometimes this does feel lonely. But you get to also choose your experience. I believe we are
0: in choice in those moments. So, if you would like to confirm your belief that change and growth means you will be lonely and unloved,
1: then you will find a way every time to feel lonely and unloved. What do I mean by that? You will do something that elicits change, and then you will create the energy that pushes people away, or you will isolate. They look, see what happens. When I grow or I change, I lose people I
0: love. I lose what I knew. And so then you will sit there and
1: convince yourself that change and growth is bad. Hmm, isn't that lovely? You're buying into your own bullshit. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to.
0: You know what I did and what I continue to do as I grow and change?
1: I do lose people. I lose people in our community. I lose listeners. I lose family. I lose friends. And so what do I do? I consciously, actively seek out more of my people.
0: I have never had more solid, beautiful friendships than I do now, and I have never been further
1: off of the "quote unquote" path that I was on. Why is that? Because I know that in order for me to
0: uplevel the way I want to, in order for me to become the version of me that feels closest and most in alignment with my highest self and who I get to be. I need to be surrounded by people that support that. Who challenge me, who ask me better questions, who hold me in my fall apart moments, in my what feel like most broken moments. When I'm in shattered pieces on the floor and when I am the clearest channel possible, I need to be held in that full spectrum. And so I consciously choose people now who I know have the ability to
1: do that. People who do not hold judgment, people who do not look at me and say, you're crazy, you've lost it.
0: That is the space and the container that I created for myself, which is why the Onyx is so powerful because I recreated that in that program.
1: I took everything I experienced, all of my awareness, all of the feelings I had. And I
0: said, how can I create a space where on the full spectrum of experience and emotions that we all have in our becoming, that we are held and we are seen without judgment. That is what that container is for. I have it in my own life, which is why I was able to recreate it. If you don't have it in your own life, if you don't have access to that type of container, you don't know that it is safe to change and grow
1: because you don't have that type of support. It's very simple. So I am going to go more in depth
0: now with the prompts for the journal that I've created for this conversation, as well as some further thoughts into individuation and not needing to lose ourselves in order to please everyone else so if you would like to be a part of that deeper coaching and that deeper conversation again head into the show notes join us inside the onyx you can sit with us for conversations and healings in a space where you get to be seen in your becoming